This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 023, In the Hall of the Mountain King. song all about in the hall of the mountain king is the last song from on the third day it was written in 1875 by edvard grieg for his 1877 album music to rock out and kick ass by opus number 37 elo's working title for the song was in the hole of the mounted parrot it was recorded in 1973 at the delane lee studios in wembley middlesex uk Grieg said of his song, I have written something that so reeks of Cowpat's ultra-Norwegianism and to thyself be enoughness that I can't bear to hear it, though I hope that the irony will make itself felt. In a 1973 article by Chris Welch, Jeff Lynne said, We send up some classical things, but when I listen to Grieg's In the Hall of the Mountain King by the London Symphony Orchestra, well, theirs is very pleasant, but I think our version is much heavier. I'm not saying it's better, but we play that riff with more power, and we're not so much using classical music as the instruments it's played on. In the March 2nd, 1974 issue of Melody Maker, Jeff said, Yeah, we play some serious stuff. Well, let's just say as serious as we want it to be, but we've always managed to offset that part of our program with some harmless nonsense. That was the reason we came up with Roll Over Beethoven and In the Hall of the Mountain King. We weren't doing any rowdy rockers at the time, and we thought it would be good fun to arrange them for our instrumentation as a bit of a laugh. The song was used in... Oh boy. The 1976 porno flick, Ecstasy in Blue. It's good to be the king. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. In the hall of the Mountain King. Well, I expected it to be filler, but it actually turns out to be quite enjoyable going through their version of it, including a great little country breakdown in the middle of it with the fiddle. 
it's basically uh, the classical piece played rather straight in a lot of cases, but then they start improvising on it in a very rock and somewhat jazz fashion in some cases and make it a lot more interesting than you think it would have been for just something that is first when it starts, you think, oh, they're just going to go over a classical piece because they're trying to combine classical and rock. And, well, I'd say they do a better job than the Nice or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer do with a lot of their uh, classical reworkings. I've always loved this song ever since I first heard it in November 1984. It's a fun song, and there's really nothing bad that I can say about it. To get the song facts history, I looked up the original song on YouTube, and I saw that it's it's really not much longer than a minute and a half, two minutes. And yeah, it is pretty much the same thing over and over again for about six minutes, which could always lead to a disaster. But they do it in such a way that it's fun, and it's kind of like different in every way that they do it over and over again. This is a good use of the two cellos here. Uh, This is the perfect song for an over-celloed orchestra, I guess it would be. I love Bevan's drumming on this. It really kicks ass on it. And just, I have nothing bad to ever say about this song. It's a fun song, and I love it. It's a great ending to this album, and very, very lively, and I don't know if they did this in concert very much, or what they did, but I can imagine letting the band just have fun and do the solos and everything else, because a live setting would be a perfect way of letting a lot of the members get a solo in, when a lot of ELO stuff is very, very tight-knit and very, very set, to where there's not much room for improvisation, but this really gives some room for that, which is kind of strange, because typically you don't do a lot of improv on a classical piece. But yeah, the original, if I remember right, is part of a longer suite or a longer musical piece. So yeah, it's not that long. But it's a very recognizable theme to it that a lot of people have heard before. So it is something that they can riff on. Yeah, they did do this live, and uh, talk about that more when we cover The Night the Light Went On in Long Beach, which is coming up next And then we'll get to El Dorado. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to make this worse for you, just to tease this out for you, because I know you've been dying to get to El Dorado, by the time we start recording episodes about El Dorado, El Dorado Overture and Can't Get It Out of My Head, I believe that is the weekend that I will be getting married and then going on my honeymoon. So put that off for another two weeks even for you, because... Surprisingly, I am not doing podcast work on my wedding day or honeymoon, so. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. This was another song that was in the porn movie Ecstasy in Blue. Yeah. And I can totally see this working. This ELO song, I think, would work. Because it's not just the song, the ELO version, I think this is a song that goes good with sex. I mean, you get the quiet opening part. Which I think goes along with, you know, feeling, not like actually groping, feeling a person out. Hashtag me too. Yeah. Do they do they <laughs> want to? Do they want to do me? Let's uh, kind of flirt a little bit. Um, unless it's somebody that you're in a long-term relationship with, you kind of know if they want to do the bedpost promenade. Right. But in porn movies, most people don't know each other very well before they hit the hay. So that kind of opening part there, I can see that. Yeah, they want to flirting. And then things start to progress. And like sex, it starts off slow, and things get going pretty good then there. And then there's that middle part where minstrels show up and dance around the bed and play their little flutes and stuff. At least that's been my experience. 
And then the rest of the song continues and it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until it's it just like sex keeps going bang and then boom, the whole thing's over with in an explosive wow. If you're lucky. If not, it may be over in a second. What you described is actually better than the scene that it's actually used for. <laughs> so, yes, we will get to this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. and the bonus tracks. Yes, Eric has seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, and uh, I expect he's got some words about it that he's... Can you dish a little bit? I know you wanted to save it for the On the Third Day yeah. Bonus Tracks episode. Um, this particular song, is you, if I remember right, is used during a lesbian scene. Oh, I gotta check yes. this movie out. So what is the story of the movie? How far wrong have I been, or how close have I been to what it's about? Because... Last time I just scanned through and it seemed like uh, this guy was the leader of a sex cult and he's looking for more babes to turn his bubble. That's basically it and the what little plot there is involves his henchman who is nearsighted and refuses to wear his glasses accidentally getting his own sister into the sex cult. And then, yeah, and then joining his brother-in-law to go rescue the sister from the sex cult. <laughs> okay. So it's like sitcom porn. It's mainly meant to be humorous, yes. Yeah. It, it's very humorous. It's very 70s, so there are sightings of Sasquatch, or <laughs> I, I think that, or that may have been one of the actors. Uh, <laughs> this guy could have probably got around walking around naked and not gotten arrested because they wouldn't have known if he was clothed or not. <laughs> Might have thought he yeah. just escaped from the zoo or something like that. Exactly. They just called out the pound on him, basically. <laughs> got one of those little rings he used to ca- capture a monkey with and haul him on back. <laughs> And that would have led to a whole different kind of porn movie. Got something to say about In the Hall of the Mountain King? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I like the song a lot and a lot and a lot. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. Contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group. You can financially support the podcast by going to podomatic.com slash podcasts slash lntcs and click on the PayPal button. Next week, on the Third Day Bonus Tracks, listener comments, album facts, and outtakes.